Okay, Bastian, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, that's quite new. No readings, no uh, prayer, no, just, just, poof. There you go. Yoo-hoo. Enjoy. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an addict, uh, definitely. I got clean uh, during the pandemic. Uh, it's a miracle that I'm still alive, and I think... I I, def I feel that uh, I owe it all to some sort of a force out there that flows through me and still wants to flow through me because I'm still here uh, on, on earth having this experience, uh, a spirit having this human experience. Okay, so yeah, I was asked to share and I always love to carry some sort of a message. Look, this is my experience. It's not... You know, I'm not telling you what to do or do this, do that. I'm not a guru. I'm I'm a guy from the Frisian lands. And yeah, I would love to share my experience, strength and hope. Um, so, yeah, let's begin a little bit. Uh, I don't, how, how long do I have? Like, like, like 15, 20 minutes? I'll have a long you want. You know, Tusno is pretty relaxed about timing. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so a couple of lifetimes will do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, um, well, let, you know, my name is Bastian. I'm, uh, this name was given to me by my mother and father. Um, my mother passed away the 3rd of February this year. And my father, five years before that, um, got one older sister. She's totally opposite from me, three years older. And uh, yeah, like all management like, and he, uh, yeah, um, to totally different. But in, anyway, uh, my father was a veteran military man. My mother was on the other side of the spectrum. She was a very highly trained and skilled nurse, which was strange because if you were the wife of an officer, you should shut up, stay home, drink your sherry and uh, do the kids. But she didn't. So um, uh, I was blessed to... Uh, I, I, I'm an outdoor man, outdoor guy. When I grew up, uh, nature was my go-to, and it still is. Uh, uh, because of my dad's job, we moved a lot, really a lot. It's actually outrageous. And uh, I was 13 till we moved to the northern part of the of the of Holland, Frisian, the Frisian lands, and this is where I found my home. And still today, this is the place where I belong. I can feel that this land flows through me and I, I can read it, I can feel it, I can sense it. Um, so growing up, uh, different schools, different sort of cultures, um, I always felt like the newcomer. I was a shy boy. Fantasy world was my number one go-to. You could find me either in a tree or in the library. Uh, and pretty soon we had like this uh, sort of... Uh, little tiny house near our, our our house and I always asked hey can I sleep there tonight so I was sort of already isolating from the family unit uh, my father was a raging alcoholic uh, 
and this is where I learned that the outside world wasn't safe, especially grown-ups. They were strange. Ooh, no, because when I would sort of uh, go to dad, say, hey, uh, you know, when you're a kid, my, my tummy would ache, and then he would lay his big warm hand on my tummy, and then like within half a minute, it would heal. And then, ooh, I said, thank, thank you. But then like a minute later, he could explode and because of something futile. And so I thought, whoa, what's the... And I sort of shied away from, whoa, what's happening? Um, and I think the good thing is that I learned that these all these situations helped me to grow some sort of a radar on, hey, is it safe to share or to to ask a question which of course is not a real good foundation of uh, any uh, growing up um, but hey it is like it is um, when uh, we moved to the north uh, yeah there there was a lot of uh, um, getting used to uh, I grew up basically really in in the middle of nowhere, and there were all these farmer kids, uh, and they were speaking a strange language, and I had this accent, uh, that, and it was like, oh, oh, what's what's happening here? Well, but uh, no, I got a job at at the at the at the neighbor the uh, farmer, and what I used to do was just work at the farm, and uh, yeah, my. <clears throat> My father was uh, doing a tour in Egypt at that time. Uh, he did two tours as a as a as a military man. Uh, so I was at home with my sister and my mother a lot of the times. And yeah, it, it was it was totally different to each time move from place to place, start over again. And uh, I think this is where I really felt, hey, I've got no roots, and pretty soon i think a year after we moved uh because i was you know new school and i was sort of hanging around with the loser kids and uh, <clears throat> pretty soon yeah you know liquid substances came uh oh i'm allowed to call yeah i'm allowed to name them here yeah so no no boundary yeah good okay so the drinking began and when it was harvest time it was like woohoo harvest time come on boy yeah be a real man uh, and basically everybody would get wasted like a whole weekend or even more and uh yeah so and i felt like oh this feels good and I had this experience before when I was in in France with uh, my family on holiday, visiting another family member. I and this this is a, I think this was the first experience that I really felt like wow this is cool. Uh, I had two nieces, uh, and uh, you know they they make these uh, local cider, uh, home brews, home brew brown cider, and uh, one of the one of my uh, one of one of them they she stole one of those bottles and we went into the mountains to the hills and uh, i could hear the the u2 song playing on new year's day and i remember having this buzz and i felt wow this the music everything's perfect wow totally chill totally relaxed and immediately, I 
I was looking for that same feeling. Now, so uh, when uh, about age 14, at the beginning of, yeah, 14 and a half, 15, uh, uh, in the town where I live now, Heerenveen, small town, uh, you know, Holland was good. Coffee shops, you know, coffee shops. Yeah, so yeah, you get <laughs> you could get substances without uh, being basically uh, bothered by the police. Uh, and it was like the, the soft version. So I started combining the two, and I just remembered like that same feeling that I had with that first experience. That whoa! But now it was like a three D movie experience in my head. I could go to my room play music, close my eyes, and I would be in space. Ba -ba. Wow, this is life. This is cool. I don't need to worry about anything anymore. Woo. And <clears throat> I remember thinking the same thing, feeling the same thing. I want to have this feeling forever. Wow. And I kept on chasing it. Uh, but not in the way that it was unmanageable yet. It was, was sort of like, okay, I went to school. I did my thing. I wasn't a really good student. School didn't inspire me to give the best. And I was still a little bit of an odd fellow. Uh, but it was okay, you know. Uh, but the thing I did do was clowning. Just to yeah, have some sort of an attitude, some sort of a mask that I could work with to hide what was going on behind these blue eyes. And uh, so when, uh, yeah, it, it was fun and games, a uh, couple of relationships. And then I met my first girlfriend. She passed away like three years ago. She, uh, she was Native American. I went twice to the reserve and her parents were totally different. They were both teachers, and uh, if if I would go there, we would we would play guitar, play music, uh, drink together, smoke together, and it was all good. Have good food, and at home it was like, oh no, you know the scarcity of stuff. Uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, there, there was no really okay. I had food, I had a, a roof uh, over my head, but like the 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 lifestyle of more than like the French, the Burgundic lifestyle of enjoying life. Whoa, that was new. And talking about feelings. Whoa, that was new too. Ah, and suddenly I could look at my family unit and say, whoa, what's happening here? And I remember I was uh, 23 years old. And the for the first time in my life, I uh, called my daddy, who I used to call Sir, uh, or father, I called him by his first name. I said, yes, Willem. And he looked at me like he was about to explode because he was a military man and you shouldn't talk to, to uh, a military man like that. And I remember seeing, looking at him and fire came out of his eyes. And, and I said, yeah, uh, I don't think it's good that uh, I call you sir anymore because we're equal. Oh, and then he wanted to react, and uh, but I said, hey, I think we clash because we look alike. And then I, I could see him sort of uh, swallow something. I think it was his pride, or maybe it was the mirror I uh, was able to give him. And suddenly 
he looked at me with with like totally different. He said, "Ooh, I think he felt that it was time to to really connect with uh, with his son." And a couple of weeks afterwards, he said, "Okay, I, dang, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about it, and I think you're right." And uh, so this is when sort of a loving relation started to grow. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, I didn't do didn't do too good at school. Um, sort of, you know, being just enough to pass. Or and when my relationship fell apart, uh, the broken hearts. I was still working in coffee shops. Uh, I just retreated into oblivion, and I didn't care about the world anymore. And it uh, it brought me down to my knees. I was in a car crash. Two people died uh, on instance. I was a survivor. There was this survivor guilt that I carried with me and more and more substances. Uh, yeah, that, that just kept on coming. And I was in the middle of the scene. I was a artistic guy, played in several bands. So people loved me for my artistic being. They even invited me to come to, to stay after hours. Yeah, this is an interesting guy, man. Okay. And here come the clowning again. I started clowning really and using my punk rock image as a tool to get more. And, uh, well, the good thing is, you know, the, the, the whole punk rock scene, I was able to express the madness in my head by playing loud and people would say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on, and yeah, it inspired me to do my best, and it it was the rock and roll lifestyle, the punk rock culture, the subculture that I felt part of. But slowly but steadily, uh, I could see that uh, the people in my inner circle were all addicts, and uh, you know, after the car crash, it was a wake up call. And I remember walking through this alley, <clears throat> the the that that's very near uh, where Tamara lives, the Wolfersteeg, the the alley of the wolf. And uh, there was there was this little building, and there was applause. And I thought, well, what's happening here? And I thought, hey, there's something about this place. And then three months later, <clears throat> uh, I, I walked the same alley, and the door was open. And I thought, whoa, something inside me said, hey, take a look. I was curious. And I, I looked inside and there was uh, this 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 young man on a unicycle and he was throwing clubs in the air. And there were two uh, older ladies saying, and said, hello, hello, what's this? Oh, yeah, we are the circus school. So yeah, oh, we, we just started. So if you want to join. And I looked at this place. It was like one that big uh, stage with, uh, with with wires, with balls, with a dancing floor. And I thought, whoa, okay, this is good. I needed to focus on restoring my body, my spirit. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the punk rock scene was still there. I was doing theater, the artistic type of guy. And then, uh, yeah, I started working my body and I wanted to be free. I wanted to do street acts and travel the world. And uh, I, I did I did for for a little bit, but 
same thing happened relationship heartbroken back door open papa everything went down the drain unmanageability not being able to pay the rent though i still worked in coffee shops and uh, i had this secret double life that in the end really killed me killed my spirit and it wanted to kill my body um and <clears throat> i remember uh there were times where I had these moments of clarity that I said, whoa, I really I really need to change my ways. But what I did, I was, I was changing uh, houses, changing relationships, uh, changing work. Uh, and there was always an excuse to use. Now, uh, pass forward a little bit, you know, the, the dance scene hit and the powders and the pills and the woohoo. Yeah, it was 24-7. Yeah, I could just... Go on and go on. Uh, started using uh, coke for for a long time. It brought me to my knees very fast. Then I started. Uh, I moved again. Nobody knew that I was basically evicted. Not even my girlfriend. Um, and uh, yeah, then I started using the the speed uh, and cheap liquor. I stopped. Um, yeah, I sort of juggled with substances. And again, you know, Holland was good. I could grow my own, sell some stuff, had some money, do odd chores. But in the end, uh, I had no vision of what life meant. And I was always escaping feelings and reality. Um, now, uh, I had a good job. Yeah, I was this functional addict. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, uh, But always this second life... Uh, and again, I was sort of laid off out of the job because I was still the rebel. And and I wanted to, I'm always a rebel against the system. Uh, and for me, it was a go-to to kick, keep kicking against the pricks. Um, now, okay, so five years ago, my father died and I was able to take care of him together with mom. And my sister was sort of hanging around or criticizing mom. At that time, I had a girlfriend. She lost her brother. She went in psychosis. So I had to take care of my father, my girlfriend, my mother, and making sure that I'm, I'm, I was keeping my sister away from the family unit because she basically couldn't handle it. And uh, yeah, at that time, uh, I was so, sort of cleaning up, but... Uh, the back door was always open and you know and taking care of dad i could see that i thought whoa i do not want to end up like this man and you know the good thing was that uh, my dad trusted me to take care of him to put him on the potty to wipe his ass put him back on the bed and this was where for the first time i felt that yeah you see my dad is is trusts me and uh, in his his pain uh, he he was very bullying against the people against the nurses and I was able to stand up for the first time and really say hey dad this is not the way we do it yeah yeah but the food is I don't taste anything yes and I know but it's made from love and then <gasps> suddenly he felt like okay uh, now I'm in the care of uh, I'm out of control here. The best thing that I can do is just to, yeah, be humbled again. 
and it was good to make uh, amends. And, and I kept asking, are we okay? Yeah, we're okay. Thank you so much. So that was amends number one. And I wasn't even aware that uh, yeah, in the step work, I'm currently working step eight for the second round. Um, but it was good uh, to feel it. And, you know, the same thing happened after my dad died. Uh, my girlfriend was in psychosis. And I started using a lot, a lot. Uh, almost had a car crash again. It was a wake-up call. Uh, I was 12 step by a brother from this local town uh, because, yeah, I was in this poisonous relationship and a lot had to do that. I, I wasn't just, I was not present at all. Physically, I was present, but I was always running away from feelings, emotions. I was 12 step, step by a brother from brother here. Now and then we meet, uh, I was in the, the Mother Fellowship and a year after my father died, at that time I had 41 days clean and uh, I was sitting down with mum uh, at the terrace, uh, we had lunch and she opened up a big black book from the family unit, from the family history and then the betrayal because everything I felt as a kid was right there on the table and I felt so betrayed and her first thing I did was whoa righteous anger escape bomb and then I could see suddenly I could see the pattern uh, I missed a turn uh, almost had a car crash but I didn't and uh, a week later I met the constable who sort of took care of me uh, and I was I was very, we, we have a word for it, uh, obstinate. Which it, I wasn't aggressive, but very like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. I, I was pissed off, something like that. And I started sharing my story. I, I sabotaged uh, the, the, the blowing mechanism for, for percentage reading of the alcohol in my blood. And, you know, so I got the maximum fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I took it. But a week later, I met the same constable and he said, yo, uh, ooh, how are you doing? He said, yeah, good. I'm going to meetings again. I said, oh, you're so lucky. Uh, two hours after you missed the, the curve, the turn, a young guy did the same and he didn't survive. He died in my arms. So I think you are a very lucky man. And it, I could feel this guardian angel tapping on my shoulder. said, do you get the message now? Your time ain't over here. You got something to do. <laughs> And it hit me like a, like a hammer, like like an uppercut. Oh, dang, this stuff is real, man. Yeah, I could lose my life. And then I must adopt the courage to, to ask for help. And there were people uh, at the AA meeting saying, go to this recovery house. Uh, this is a sort of a sort of a free zone. You know, you go there during the week. Uh, you can come back in the weekend to, take what you've learned back and grow from it there's no uh, urine tests only during the day there's stuff and the rest you'll have to manage yourself and this is where i for the first time i started to yeah re-socialize do my chores feel name feelings and uh, after two and a half months of doing this uh, and i felt really yeah really part of humanity again uh you know, when you're, uh, when I was in that recovery house with 18 other addicts, you're bound to be triggered. And that's exactly what they pushed for. So, 
hey, come on, yeah, 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 okay, you got a conflict, okay, what you going to do, you going to swallow it, you going to be aggressive, or you going to say something, okay, you going to work with it or against it, okay, and there was this, actually, I'm so thankful because uh, he, this narcissistic guy tried to control everything, always sitting on the head of the table, wash your hands, don't talk during dinner, blah, 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 and I was so uh, out of tune by by his sort of his authority and why it reminded me of my father and after two months of not sleeping uh, there there was this like this satellite going him 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 it's him suddenly i woke up at three o'clock i was able to get that satellite out of the air and smash it on the table and say okay mr satellite what are you saying and i started writing Page after page, all trauma came up. It was all my own bullshit, my traumas, my triggers. And I shared it with the staff. And they said, oh, great, great stuff. This is this is what we're going to be working with. And he, he uh, this guy of 40 years in the field, all-timer, artistic guy, could be my brother. People called, hey, that's your brother. No, no. But And he said, okay. Don't you know you've got a choice? You can walk away. You don't need to feed it. Aren't you glad that you are not like him? What? Yes, you can make a choice. Uh, oh, and don't need to fight. No, not at all. Come on, we're going to do some inner child work and boom, boom. So I stepped away from this poisonous relationship with this guy. I kept feeding him with, ang with anger. And suddenly he was out of control. And he totally freaked when he had no power over me anymore. And uh, this was my first liberation of yeah, being under con the control of the, the anger in my head. Um, I did a couple of uh, beautiful sessions with the inner child, uh, brought some pictures and like three, four sessions were enough. Uh, why? Because I had... The, the inner child, that joy, the spontaneous joy, the choice to, to create, to be free, to step away from situations, everything came back. And to, oh, I got goosebumps. Until this day, it still inspires me to listen to little Bastion because he's way more forgiving, way more intuitive, way more connected to nature than the grown-up is. And <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, during the pandemic, uh, couldn't go back to my recovery house. Yeah, I'm, I'm winding it down, guys, for you to have a chance to share back. I couldn't go back to my recovery house because of the pandemic. Uh, I And uh, thank God, uh, Tamara, my Frisian sister, she sent me the link to the 24-7. And suddenly there was a window to the world on my phone, on my phone. I didn't even have a computer, but there was a message and I, I kept on hearing the message. Uh, I remember uh, being at home. My mother called me. My mother had a new boyfriend and uh, suddenly there were complaints. The, the first year was all hunkadori, but I warned my mom. I said, it's the same type of man. He's an alcoholic, ex-military man, very dominant. What? Please watch out. When I met him, I told him the same thing. Hey, watch out with mom. Otherwise, I'll get you. He said, oh, okay, I respect. And he spent his youth in a uh, uh, prison of war camp with the Japanese. So anyway, mom called. Yeah, he's not nice. And 
I freaked out. It's the same thing. The inner child who always wanted to protect mother uh, wasn't able to do it. Uh, now, I live in a situation where there with several people, like an anti-squad, uh, discovered something under the sink and got more. And uh, yeah, I even called mom. I asked questions about, uh, you know, that we had another sister. She died when she was nine months. I started asking questions. A lot of anger came out. Whoa, whoa. And the next day I realized, whoa, I'm in control or am I not in control? What happened? So yeah, relapse, big one. And ain't funny after 108 days of not using substance and suddenly, bam, your whole body is poisoned back to way downer than down where I left my abuse. And uh, suddenly, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna wrap it up here, guys. Suddenly I could hear this knock on the door and it was like this entity of addiction. And it told me, aha, bend over, assume the position, you're mine again. You know what to do. And I could feel it. I could sense it around me. And then I said, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's happening here? You need me. I don't need you. No, 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 no. We're not going to go. We're not going to do this. Oh, first thing I did, I called my counselor. I said, hey, I relapsed. I think I called some other people, uh, and but this disease, this entity of addiction was totally on me. Uh, but realizing that it needs me as a vehicle to do this stupid stuff that I did, keep me under control and sort of push me like a marionette. You, ah, here's the substance. Like my life was like a, a radar screen, and where there was uh, substances, I was very near that bleep. Now. Uh, after finishing the, the the program at my recovery house, connecting with a sponsor, beautiful sponsor, good to see you, sir. And uh, you know, the suddenly I found out, hey, it's the same thing. I've got a choice. Uh, I've got to be vigilant. Where is the bleep? Yeah, bleep, bleep, bleep. There's the bleep. Good. The rest of the radar screen is mine. Aha. Good. Woohoo. And this is how I'm exploring the world. Uh, in a creative fashion, um, I'm connected with like the wisdom and the, and the Dharma from the Buddhist. Uh, I'm an elder in a shamanic group. Nature still is my inspiration. And I definitely know that each struggle is there for it's a golden opportunity to wiggle free, to work with it instead of uh, against it. And uh, yeah, in the fellowship, I found a beautiful connection. I, First convention, yeah, yeah, Kiev. A couple of months later, it, it was war. Yeah, so, but it's all good uh, right here, right now. I'm not future tripping. I'm not lingering in the past. I'm present here, as present I, as can be. My morning routines are I wake up, connect with nature, meditate for 20 minutes, write my morning pages. When I go to bed, I do it vice versa. I meditate. Uh, write a 10 step with little bastion in my arms enter dream time very conscious contacted with uh, loving energies and uh, then i drift into dream time and it starts all over again and life is definitely gift uh, we have a choice and love is definitely the fabric that holds it all together
Thank you, guys. Have a blessed 24. Love you all. Thank you for your service.